0: Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Welcome to another DTNS Labs
1: interview edition. I'm Tom Merritt and uh, very excited to be joined today by an old friend.
2: Uh, Mr. Russ Pitts, Russ, how's it going? Hey Tom, emphasis on old. Yes, we are both it, ancient. We're get we're up there. It's <laughs> <laughs> the years are starting to show. Uh, it's a, I don't know it, about you, but uh, I got the mileage. Got the oh mileage. man, no, you look
1: great. uh well, you, thank you. I think you look in better condition than I feel.
2: That's for sure. <laughs> It's the uh, it, it's the plumpness actually it kind of irons out all the wrinkles. Yeah, I don't, I don't take care, I, I actually stopped taking care of myself and I'll ended st- up looking that's better. A, yeah. That's
1: an interesting, you know, given that the last DTS Labs interview was about a guy taking care
2: of his health. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you yeah get the no. you
1: know the counterpoint to, to that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, like ten months of like stress stress eating and and uh-huh, self medication, uh-huh. and I, I look like a million. It's bucks. Battle hostile environment theory. Make, exactly, make your body exactly. a hostile environment Jones for Hostile infection. environment theory, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: well, Russ and I go way back. Uh, not not to get too far down that road, but uh, we met probably what ninety five ish, working together at Half Price Books in Austin, Texas. Uh, during that decade, we put on six episodes of a cable access television show, sketch comedy show. Uh, we wrote a play together. That's um, right. And uh and then later the next decade, uh, we both worked at Tech T V uh on the screensavers. Um this is I just realized this, this is the first decade we haven't been on a team together. We haven't oh, worked wow. in the same
2: place. That's absolutely true. We have two years. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm on your show now. Is, that's a good start. Right. That, that's uh,
1: kind of getting there. Yeah,
2: it's kind of getting there. We'll have to figure out how to get you involved in my thing. And then we can and then we can fudge it. And then we can say we sort of. Work yeah, together. right, right. OK, I, I like this.
1: Um, but, uh, I, you know, I, I have a hard time remembering sometimes that other people know you from a lots of other stuff now. Uh, most
2: recently, you've got a brand new adventure going on. That's true. Yes. uh, It's actually a return uh, for me to escapismagazine.com, a website that I joined maybe six months after it was founded in 2005 uh, that I worked at for roughly five years, eventually became editor-in-chief of, worked with a lot of content creators, uh, editors, writers. Helped a lot of people start their careers. I was talking to—I was actually talking to uh, Disney about a story that we might do with them uh, later this year, and I was able to tell them that they have no fewer than four uh, r- writers right now working on Star Wars novelizations that started their careers at Escapist. Oh, that's Magazine. amazing!
1: Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and the Escapist was kind of the where where your career finally took the hockey stick, right?
2: Yeah, I think it's where I finally found what I should be doing with my time, right? Uh, Because obviously, you know, we worked together at the bookstore, and then tech TV uh, was not my jam. (laughs) (laughs) It was notoriously
1: not my jam. Yes, Uh, folks can find that on the internet elsewhere.
2: Yeah, just do a quick search. It's not hard. I wrote a book on it. It's not hard to find. Uh, And then I worked in uh, theater for a while. I I went back to my theater roots, worked in professional theater in Boston for a while, and had a great time doing that. But it's it's not a place where one... Really forges a career unless you know you go to Boston or New York and really mm-hmm. t- take the plunge. So the Escapist was, yeah, it was my first step into uh, video games journalism, and uh, I found a, a great home there. And my career, as you said, it just exploded, and I've yeah. been doing been doing that on and off uh, ever
1: since. Became editor in chief there. Went on to help found. Uh, Polygon uh, right. and, and 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 do all kinds of great stuff, including the charity. Uh, take this. Uh, mm-hmm. So how. Did you find yourself back at the escapist now when I think a lot of people <laughs> had given it up for dead?
2: A lot of people had, and I had actually given up on working in uh, games media. I was moving on. I had started my film company and uh, I was running the charity. I'm still chairman of TakeThis.org, um, but I've stepped back from running that day to day now to focus on this. So, I mean, I had uh, I had a film project in the works. We were pre-producing a new film that I should have finished by now, actually. And um, instead of doing this in November of last year, uh, the escapist is, is known for the content we produced and some of the writers that we uh, worked with and, and video creators, of course. But it was also a very large community. Uh, we had a very active forum uh, we had a gamified you could win badges you, you know you could earn uh cred in the, by posting a number of posts or posting a number of, of topics uh it was a very active and very dedicated forum and that forum existed well beyond the point where the uh, owners of the escapist had stopped actually creating content or selling ads or anything right that, so one that's of the
1: interesting phenomenon of the internet i don't know if anyone remembers userfriendly.org it's still going automatically posting cartoons that were written 10 years ago every day but it's got a big forum of people like that that's a thing that's a thing that happens i remember anchor desk at at ZDNet long after it had been abandoned still had people participating it's it's so interesting Mm -hmm.
2: yeah it's pretty common in games too games that have been abandoned by their creators will still have very active communities uh that that you know, sign protests and and request to get the game put on their own private servers so they could keep it running for the right, community right. The uh, long after the company's yeah. given up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that community was there, and we heard from one of the forum members in two, uh, uh, 2017, November of last year that. The owners were officially pulling the plug. They had uh, uh, fired the volunteer forum moderators, which I don't know how one does that, but they did. Uh, there was no; <laughs> they had gotten rid of the entire staff. You they are liquidated. not allowed to volunteer. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> put your hand down. Get, get away. Go away. Shoo. Off with you. Uh, they had <laughs> closed down the Durham, North Carolina offices, liquidated everything, and it was they. You know, they had basically strip mined it over the course of a year and a half, two years, and the time was the time was nigh. Right. Uh, so I asked. So I asked my lawyer to reach out to the to the owners and see if we could talk about uh, buying it. And uh, long story short, I, I didn't, but I ended up partnering with a company called Enthusiast Gaming out of Toronto. Uh, they own a number of game-related sites, and they ended up buying The Escapist, hired me on as a VP of their company and also as editor-in-chief of The Escapist to relaunch it and hopefully – I don't know, bring it back. See, now most of the time when something like this happens, uh,
1: you hear about people trying to preserve the archives. Right? That—that's where the story usually goes. Uh, such and mm. such site is going down. Everyone's racing to download it, and Archive.org is trying to preserve it and 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 keep it forever. Uh, what? Spurred you to say we can do better than that. We can we can revive it. We can rebuild it faster, better, stronger,
2: <laughs> stronger than before. We have the technology. Uh, funny story, true. We have the technology, but it's old and it's terrible. So we're <laughs> we're making new technology. Um, <laughs> I like I said I wasn't interested in getting back into games media. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot a lot happened after almost immediately after I left Polygon in 2014. We had this whole big. Crazy Gamergate thing that Mm -hmm. changed and/or ruined lives. Uh, We lost a lot of people from the industry, and uh, I, you know, my wife included. She was a games journalist for a long time, and she drifted off at that same time. So I mean, there were, and and I had moved on. I was I was excited working on my movies, but the the idea of the Escapist's final, a last chapter being its final chapter, right? Its most previous chapter where it had basically been run into the ground um, had. Taking a weird, radical political slant there mm-hmm. at the end, the industry basically abandoned it. Uh, its writers and creators abandoned it. That was it was a dirty, dirty scene. And you know, I would hear about it because I, I had a long history there, and I still had friends there. Um, but I was also trying to ignore it because it was sad. <laughs> it was sure, bringing me yeah. down. Right. Uh, so. Uh, For me, yeah, the archives were important, but more important than that was making sure that this thing that uh, we had all put so much time into and had built could have a more graceful end than, uh, I don't know, tapering off and and then being shuttled off to archive.org. I also knew how it worked. Mm. And uh, even though it had been neglected for so long, it's still a a profitable entity. Uh, The systems we put in place in 06, 07, 08 are still working. Wow. Uh, there's at least, there was at least still one content creator working on it. Uh, and a lot of the, the, you know, referral content and related content, sort of sticky web stuff we built, uh, back in the last decade is actually still, uh, doing its job. Uh, so I knew that I could come in and hit the ground running on this, uh, bring in a lot of, uh, former creators, bring them back to, to help rewrite the, you know, rewrite the history of the thing. Uh, and, basically pick up where where we left off i
1: I know you mentioned that there was one of the writers or creators that stuck it out from bridging your era to your new era how how (laughs) that was my first question when i read read your post about that i was like how did that guy keep 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 saying to stick
0: around
2: yeah, well, that's uh, Yahtzee Croshaw, and he does the the very popular Zero Punctuation video show, and I think the popularity of that show ha- ha- has allowed him over the years to s- sort of insulate himself from, yeah, yeah. you know, from the the behind the scenes antics. Um, he, uh, and he just migrated to the United States fairly recently. Uh, so he's, he, you know, so he's committed by virtue of the fact that he wants to stay here. And that's a, that's a good job for him. Um, but you know, he's, he's, he's been able to do his show without having very much contact with, with anyone else basically for 10 years. I hired him 10 years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, and you know we added a couple of branding images to his show but beyond that i said hey just do keep doing what you're doing and he's been doing that he's almost constant. the exact same yeah. yeah yeah he's been doing that almost the exact same way for 10 years so he uh i spoke to him briefly when i uh, started looking into buying the thing uh and he was enthusiastic about it maybe having a, a a better end so that was that was good for me you know that was uh validating for me and it gave me energy to move on and i think him knowing that there might be a, a sort of return to form was good now,
1: for him as well. I, I don't want to feed your ego too much, but okay. do you think, do you think escapist survives if you don't try and fail to buy it yourself? Do you think that enthusiast gaming uh, notices it and, and figures it out? Would somebody else have come along or, or was it, did, did, is this a, you know, is this a dumpster dive basically? <laughs>
2: That's actually a really good question. It's a valid question. There is some debate over how enthusiasts found out uh, that it was up for sale uh, uh, i I think it's possible they put in a bid whether or not i have already started trying to buy it. Mm-hmm. I know there was at least one other entity that was interested in buying it at one time um, i think I think it survives in I think it survives in a very different form if if I'm not involved mm-hmm. right. Uh, you know, I think you have, obviously it's a brand that people are familiar with people yeah, and it's making are, money, right? And it's making money and people were more excited about it than I even expected them to be. I mean, the noise when we, when we announced was very surprising. Uh, a lot of people were paying attention. I was expecting we, we'd be able to sort of launch this and be kind of quiet about it and take our time and get it right. But now people are actually paying attention. So I think, uh, I think the idea that we could take this thing that had uh, been meaningful at one time and bring it back to life has has merit. So uh, I think there's, there's only a few ways to fail at that. Uh, I think sort of rebuilding it in a way that gives it uh, style and panache and, and cultural meaning that it had before and perhaps even more so. That's a harder trick, and I don't think there's a lot of people who would have tried that.
1: Yeah. No, it, it is truly Im- – it's it's impressive that, that it has revived. And to put it in terms that only you and I can understand, it's as if you found the first edition in the dumpster instead of Mr. Tiny and brought it to Leslie's attention.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Kids don't even ask your parents; they won't know either. They
2: won't. They um, won't know. They won't know either. Yeah. Uh,
1: there are there are maybe a dozen people that could possibly hear that and, and laugh, but I, I had to do it. Uh, so <laughs> no, you're 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 doing a great thing. So what? Where where you go from here? Now you you're 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 in there. You're slugging away. Uh, you're 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 you've got the engine started. Where are you driving to?
2: Well, my hope is that we drive to a place where. Uh, We can reach a a more adult audience than than is typically targeted with with game websites. Uh, You know, there's a lot of people out there who have grown up with...
0: It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Claude three model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com tapiphone
2: tap uh, iPhone. Video games and, and genre of media. Uh, and most websites are in the sort of Saturday Night Live track, right, where they're continually refreshing their approach yeah. for the kids who are 12 to 18, right? because they're the most active online and they're highly prized by uh, advertisers, which is fine. And So there's a lot of people doing that, and uh, I, I don't want to do it in general, but I don't want to do it and go up against people who are you know, way better funded than I am, so why? So uh, you know, I, I want to bring something to the web for people like you and me who've grown up with this stuff, uh, who are interested in it, maybe have less uh, disposable time, but have more disposable income, so they're use- valuable to a certain type of advertiser. Uh, I can talk to them because I'm one of them, uh, and I think that's a that's a niche that a lot of folks aren't aren't uh, hitting right now, and it for me anyway lets us go back to what the original purpose of the Escapist was in the first place: is to try and talk about video games and media and the issues raised by them and the people making them in a way that's uh, mature and interesting and takes it seriously, it takes these things seriously as art forms themselves, right?
1: It does feel like you're capitalizing on the fact that we're the first video game generation to continue to play our video games, right? Uh, I, where I'm going with this is, you know, the the, the folks who were in high school uh, playing the Atari 2600 gave way to the folks playing the, the NES, gave way to the, the PC gamers, but f- now for the first time, World of Warcraft, you know, is still around, still being mm-hmm. played, right? There, there are franchises, and people complain about sequels, you know, sequel mania, but there are franchises that are just continuing to play. And so it's not like, oh, I can tell what era gamer you are by the games you know, because those games are sticking around longer now.
2: Yeah. And we have game creators who are making games for people who've grown up with the medium. Um, Bethesda game studios, for example, almost yeah. every game they make is for, uh, you know, it's rated mature and is for people who are uh, adults or consider themselves such. Yeah. World of Warcraft just came out with an expansion and it did gangbusters. Yeah. There's massive numbers of people, you know, it's not as big as it was. It's not like the six billion or whatever it was back in its heyday, but it's still doing really well. And there are lots of people still playing it. Uh, so yeah, I think there is. Uh, I, I think there are people for whom games are still a part of their lives, but game media has fallen away because no one's really speaking to them. Uh, and so I'm going to try to do that. Uh, you know, that hasn't. We, we have a huge archive. We have 13 years of content. Uh, we have legacy content creators who are still creating, some who are coming back. Uh, you know, we have the, – the website has spanned multiple editorial teams and multiple editorial directions. So we've got a lot of work to do to – to uh, iron out some of those wrinkles. And I'm just, what I'm, what I'm looking forward to right now is just doing the work, right? I mean, we, we put out a bunch of announcements. We had some discussion about the politics of the thing or whether or not we would be political. And frankly, uh, uh, I've always found as an editor that the work, if the work doesn't speak for itself, then we haven't done our jobs. Right. So we've started creating new content. Uh, this week I think is the first week we've had new content each day. We have, uh, a, a website, a lot of work to do on redesigning the website uh, as it's still fairly broken. Uh, but I, I think in the, within the next few weeks we will be up to speed fully producing content. And my hope is that at that point most questions will be answered by the work we're, we're creating.
1: I want to finish up by circling back to what you said about having left games journalism, a wife left games journalism. Mm. Uh, I I was talking to a friend of mine. I don't want to out the friend, um, but they have switched careers Because it's not necessarily exactly from games journalism, but but sort of the the same general mix, because they just didn't want to deal with all of that stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and so they've 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 gone into an not entirely different, but they they've gone into a a different type of job. And I was explaining that to another friend of mine who said, well, come on, that's just the Internet. You know, you got to toughen up. I'm like, or not. Or you just decide that you don't want to do it, and it was it was kind of like I could see the scales falling from his eyes, like because in his mind he was thinking, well, well, this, you know, I mean, yeah, of course it's it's bad out there, but but you folks who do this are used to it, right? And it it was a revelation to me that that was still the attitude. It's like, well, no, at a certain point, you folks who do this don't want to deal with it anymore, and it got to that point. Uh, and, and, and I wonder if we've, if we've turned the corner yet, or if you're, you're kind of at the corner that that's being turned where, where people might be willing to come back. Are we starting to see society start to learn from that whole experience?
2: Yeah. Well, in a very real sense, that's part of the coming of age story, right? Like you and I were there at the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, and we used to say that we, I remember getting, uh, uh, hate mail and death threats at my email account at tech TV, sure. right? And that was in the olden days. Yeah. <laughs> that was pre-dot-com bomb, which which a lot of folks don't even remember. Yeah. I, think, I, I think these cultures, and in a lot of ways, internet culture is, is much younger than video game culture, but still suffers from a lot of the – they both still suffer from a lot of the same problems that these cultures tend to get colonized by you know people with a lot of time on their hands uh and mostly male and they create these these environments that young men that you know that are comfortable for young males right Uh, and they take on this sort of locker room or you know uh, highly charged environment and as communities evolve you see a lot more people who want to get get engaged right Mm um and we're at the point now with, what the internet community now, what is it old enough to vote, but maybe, uh, maybe close enough, old enough to vote or see an R rated movie. It still movie.
1: doesn't know what it wants to do with its life.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's, it's just starting to take things seriously, Yeah. Like politics, it hasn't picked a major it, yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't yet, you know, it hasn't yet learned how to, how to compromise and, it, you know, and it, it still takes itself very seriously yeah. and it still has a lot of testosterone and, and it's hormones. Had a couple
1: fights and, and <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 I, I think it's, that uh, it, it has been the environment for the, the longest time. But there are things happening online now. I mean, we have a generation of, of people who are uh, adults for whom the internet is a given. Yeah. Like how, I mean, that's a thing to, yeah, my dogs are barking. It, <laughs> a truck just to drove so, by. So, yeah. yeah. No
1: worries. Uh,
2: It's an interesting uh, phenomenon. And so when you, it, it's like, you know, taking for granted that you have uh, electric lighting and if the electric lighting you know in your town was bad then it would be so oh it's just the way it is but it doesn't have to be that way right, right. and i think we now have a, we now have a, a critical mass of people who are using this thing which is basically everybody to where a lot of the, the the social mores and the social contracts that we take for granted in other spaces are now expected on the internet yeah we we're,
1: we're, we're learning we're learning how to deal with this brand new massive broadcast tool where the stuff that you said to each other on the walk home from high school can now reverberate around the world.
2: <laughs> it's, it's a little, it's a little scary and sad, right? Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine being a young person when the internet exists. Like I, I, there are, you know, shared experiences you and I've had. And I'm like, whew, thank goodness. Internet, Instagram didn't exist, right? Sure. <laughs> uh, no, <absolutely>. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a different <laughs> environment. And I think things become louder and live longer. And I think as, a, as an Internet culture, but also as a culture in general, we, we, we have an obligation to learn to get along even better because of these tools. And I think a lot of people are going to have trouble with that.
1: There's an interesting Scientific American issue about uh, the human brain this month. And one of the things, uh, one of the scientists writing in it stipulated, well, maybe not stipulated is the right word, but, but kind of pointed out that we advance by innovation and tradition we we are the one of the only animals that does both we pass along information to each other over time and we take that information and try to improve upon it we copy but then we try to improve on the copy and that's what drives us forward and th- this is we're we're in the midst of that process right now it feels like
2: Yeah, I think we've moved on from the pioneering stage of the internet, and we're now in the colonization phase, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You you and my generation helped create this thing, and now there are younger generations who have inherited it and are trying to make it their own. Um, And I I think they will succeed. They always do. And I look forward to it because I think they have, in a lot of respects, the younger generations have a better perspective on it because it's been here for their entire lives
1: hey Russ thank you so much uh, It was good. it's always good chatting with you and good talking with you about this sort of thing uh, if folks want to follow you find out more what's going on with you both at Take This or The Escapist where
2: should they go at Russ Pitts on Twitter that's the best place to find me I'm always there literally always
1: yeah you're not going to quit Twitter huh
2: You know, I spent some time on Mastodon and it was like trying to pick a Linux distro when I don't even want to use Linux. Uh, So, you know, no, I don't I don't think I'm going to leave Twitter. I think uh, we have an interesting opportunity now where they are actually listening to Mm. what we have to say, which hasn't always been the case. So I think sticking it out and trying to change for more than is where I'm going to go.
1: Well, Russ, thank you so much uh, for joining us. And, folks, if you like these sorts of interviews, keep supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash DTNS. Uh, We're happy to say that DTNS Labs Games has graduated into its own show, the monthly video game briefing. Uh, So check that out as well. We'll talk to you next time.
2: This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.
0: (laughs) Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation partnering with bank of america gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools award-winning insights and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter visit bank of banking for business to learn more
2: what would you like the power to do bank of america na copyright 2024